I'm Luke. And I'm Ollie. And we love our sport, don't we? Yes, we do. I've been lucky enough to work in sport and volunteer in a few different sports and really love watching my two young boys, including Oliver right next to me, participate in a whole range of different sports and seeing the joy and excitement that that provides them. And I'm Molly and I'm a total sports nut and love all sports. And we hope you enjoy our podcast. Hello and welcome to One Hand, One Bounce. I'm here with Oliver. Hi, listeners. How are you today, mate? Good. That's good. On this lovely winter's day in Hobart. Well, yeah. First day of winter, in fact. Yeah, well, we're actually, for once, probably, um, like, we're not getting it as bad as, like, Melbourne and Sydney. No. Anyways, we're not here to talk about the weather. No. We've got a bit of sport to talk about. We've mm-hmm. got some junior sport, mm-hmm. some AFL, some soccer, some NBA, tennis, cricket. There's probably mm-hmm. a few we've missed, but that might do well, us for today because yeah. that'll fill in a fair bit of time, I'd say. So we'll get straight into it. I just wanted to talk about the junior sport from last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yourself and Charlie have been playing soccer and footy this mm-hmm. season, and you, and you did both last season, but it's Charlie's first season of footy. Uh, so Saturday soccer day, Sunday's footy day. Mm-hmm. Saturday, you played an excellent game, mate. Mm-hmm. Individually, and your team performed quite well. Uh, didn't quite get the result, but um, was a pleasing performance. And you guys linked up really well, passed a lot between you. Um, you you've got quite a few new faces this year, so mm-hmm. that's for the Bellarive Junior Soccer Club, and the, this is under 10s. So, well done on a good game on Saturday. Thanks. Meanwhile, Charlie filled in uh, in under sevens, filled in for the next-door neighbours team because they were a, a couple of players short. He managed to slot through a lazy six goals for his fill-in team. And uh, none of us were there to see it because we were at your game. And then uh, a couple of hours later, I took him to his team's game and he slotted another three goals. Huh. So nine goals. Wow. From two games. That wasn't bad going. And then Sunday, I missed your game of footy. You managed to slot a goal, I heard. Yeah. And this is for Clarence. Mm-hmm. Under 10s. Yep. Then Charlie plays under eight mm-hmm. uh, football for Clarence. We had to travel up to try Banner. Uh, but it was worthwhile because Charlie kicked uh, five goals. Oh, that's not good. What, he kicked nine the day before. He needs to match it. <laughs> so he kicked 14 for the weekend from three games. He needs to get around 20 next weekend. And George McNeese, uh, little George, who's um, been battling brain cancer since he was one, or just before his first birthday. Uh, fantastic effort from him. He kicked four goals. So really nice to see George uh, get in there and get a few kicks and get on the end of a few goals. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a big day for George. He fell asleep in the car on the way back. Uh, but, uh, no, it was a good trip up to Tribune. We had some fish and chips for lunch as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. So next year, maybe if uh, if you have to go up there, we can do the same again, some fish and chips from the wharf. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, that's our little junior sport wrap. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll talk a bit more about your soccer and footy seasons 
um, as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. But into some other footy news, there is some other league uh, that they call Australian Football League that I've heard of um, that we probably should get to. What did you want to talk about there, mate? There's a bit uh, to get through. Well, first, last, well, last, not last weekend, but the weekend Couple before, yeah. Hawthorne versus Brisbane at Utah Stadium, Stadium 112 to 117. Whew. So that was the first time since 2008 that both sides um, had scored over 100 points at Utah's or uh, Aurora Stadium or York Park, as some refer to it as. Um, so that venue, uh, yeah, the first time in 14 years that both oh. sides scored over 100. And the first time this year in the AFL. That was short-lived, though, because um, last Friday night, both teams scored over 100. Well, one team scored 100, but... Yeah, both teams got to 100. Yeah. And that Hawthorne-Brisbane game you talk about, that was the highest losing score, 112, since uh, 2016, I think. Oh, 2018, sorry. Wow. I think when Melbourne lost to St Kilda. Um, so that's yeah, the, the highest score in four years to be a losing score. Yeah. Mm. And what else happened in that game that was significant? 63 free kicks. Wow. And that's the equal fourth most ever free kicks. Yeah. Mm. Free kick Hawthorne was the catchphrase after that game. I think they got quite a few of those 63. Yeah. And there's been some other Ripper games in the last couple of rounds. Well, the one we're about to talk about wasn't really close, but it was definitely an upset. Melbourne versus Fremantle at the MCG. Fremantle win, I repeat, at the MCG. <laughs> As in, if it was in Perth and Fremantle beat Melbourne, I actually like wouldn't really take it that seriously. Mm. Because Fremantle... Before it's been West Coast, but now Fremantle this year have a fortress in Perth. Yeah. Because it's like you have to travel and. Yeah. Yeah, and Brisbane play them this week, but they have the longest distance in the country to travel to Perth. Yep. And our Saints uh, get to play them week after next on the back of that travel, so. At least we get to play them, um, yeah, in Brisbane. In Brisbane. Which kind of helps us in a way because I have to travel further, and mm. it, and it's also a six-day turnaround. That's right. But getting back to the performance at the MCG. Yeah. Uh, they were down by a few goals. Three, Thirty points. Thirty points. At one stage in the second quarter. It was like forty-four to fourteen or something. So Fred only kicked two goals. Well, like. one goal, eight. Oh, no, one, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it was. I swear they were inaccurate. I mm. think it was one goal. Mm. They Eight. did kick a lot of points. They were inaccurate. I think at half time, I think they'd only kicked two goals, maybe. Yeah, it was like and two goals, five or something. Then they came roaring home in the well the third quarter. I think they scored eight or nine goals. Eight goals. Eight goals. When they'd already only scored ten goals in the past two weeks. Mm. Uh, so big upset like you said over Melbourne but I feel like it was sort of the loss Melbourne had to have at some yeah, point well, they, they 
weren't going to. Yeah. They, like, they'd been coasting, so it was bound to happen would, at some point. They would have to lose at some point. The other big news out of that game is um, Jake Bowie. Yeah. Suffers his first loss. First ever loss. He's had a he's had a um draw, I think. No, he hasn't. He um he could have equaled the record of eighteen consecutive wins from debut mm. but he didn't. <laughs> he's stuck on, on seventeen. That topic, it makes me remember last year Devin Granger Barras for Hawthorne had had a win, a draw and a loss in his first three games. That's unique. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of consecutive, um, Crisp for Collingwood is getting right up there on the most consecutive games played. I think he's up to 175 or thereabouts. Three. 73, sorry. He, he missed one. He was nearly going to miss a game as well. When? Um, a few weeks ago. It wasn't in did, against Fremantle. He did had, he play? Yeah, he had come off the flu yeah, okay. like midweek and it was in Perth. And did he play yeah. last week? Yeah, he's yep, So he's still got yeah. that run going. Yeah, okay. So the record for that, I think, is Jim Steins, the late, great Jim Steins, who played 244 games consecutively, oh. I think it was. And I think they were from debut or close to. Um, so, you know, he's, he's getting up there. He's a so, chance that he could match that record. There's uh, a few on that list. He's in the top ten now, I think. The Saints have got um, Callum Wilkie is mm-hmm. up Who's getting up there? That's Who, tough he's on about, about seventy, but it's from debut. Yeah, he's from debut. He that's would right. be one of the high ones from debut. That's right. Yeah. And speaking of Crisp, who of course now plays for Collingwood, he did play for the Brisbane Lions when he started out. Um, he was part of the side that defeated Carlton in quite a good game to watch, wasn't it? Yeah. Especially the atmosphere with 80,000. Great to see crowds back. And, uh, yeah, going strong. I mean, the crowds have been a little bit down this season, but that um, that was obviously a really good crowd and uh, a lot of um, excitement around that match leading in with Collingwood having a good win the week before and Carlton being up and about. It's the biggest... Um, it will be the biggest regular season match, as in, like, Cop... Collingwood Essendon got bigger, but that's like a proper one that happens every year. Whereas Collingwood Carlton obviously happens twice, usually every year, but it's not like a fixed date. Mm, that's right. Um, and speaking of venues, you were telling me just before we we came on to record this episode about the Brisbane Lions conundrum. Yeah, they've got three choices because um in while Brisbane's being upgraded the Gabba to 60,000 for the um 2032 Olympics yeah um apparently Brisbane were thinking of playing at three grounds Metricon Stadium um they've got a new and another one is they've got a new training facility i think it's at Spring Field yeah. opening in October, they said the AFLW will play there, but it only holds like 10,000. And then also the Brisbane Showgrounds, which I don't know how much that holds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably, probably not many. No, like 10, probably like 10,000. Mm, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Right. Um, do you know what year that's likely to I think happen? it's 2024. To, like, 2028. 
So they sort of need to make a decision pretty yeah. soon. Well, because it's 2022. Because the, the venue that they use, unless it's Metricon, the venue they use might need some upgrades to... Yeah, well, the one that got a year and a mm. bit. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, just to wrap up our AFL news, uh, the mid-season draft's on tonight. Yeah. I think the Saints have at least... I think they have two available picks. I don't know mm. if they're even using any. Because they can have... They can put Nick Caulfield on the long-term injury list. And Jack Hayes. And Jack Hayes. Um, so they could... Yeah, that does open up two spots. But whether they use them or not, that's up to them. So. Yeah. Um, or that, yeah, they might not put them on the long-term injury list. But anyway, so, yeah, there might be a few picks, but we'll just have to wait and see yeah. um, who, who decides to use their picks tonight. Um, but, yeah, some good players were picked up last year. I think last year was the first time. Or, or yeah, they had it in twenty nineteen. Okay, and then not in twenty twenty. Yeah, COVID. But last year, like Jai Newcomb for Hawthorne, who's been one of their better players of late. Um, and for the Saints, Cooper Sharman. Cooper Sharman, been pretty yep. good. And there was I can't think of the others, but there were a few other well, pickups. North Melbourne's number one pick in the mid season draft hasn't even played a game. No. Jacob Edwards. Okay. I think it was. Hmm. All right, so that wraps up our footy news. Moving into soccer. So in the last couple of weeks, the English Premier League came to a conclusion and it was quite an amazing last round. So what they do is they play all the the last round games at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so Manchester City were a point ahead of Liverpool leading into that last round. Um, and in that game that Manchester City played against Aston Villa... Uh, so Liverpool had a, a an easy win, but um, against Aston Villa, Manchester City were down one nil in the thirty seventh minute, and then Villa doubled their lead in the sixty ninth minute. Coutinho um, scored to make it two nil with only twenty odd minutes to go. Oh. So Manchester City under a lot of pressure because even a draw, you know, obviously Liverpool's game was still going on, but even a draw was probably not gonna get them the, the title, so they really need to win. 2-0 down, 20-odd minutes to go. 70, uh, 76th minute, they uh, they drew one back, oh, pulled one back, sorry. 78th minute, drew level, 2-0. Oh. 81st minute, sealed the victory, 3-2, oh. and just coasted through the last 10 minutes. I mean, maybe not, I was probably still a bit nervous, but... Amazing comeback. It's similar to the first title they won. I can't think what year it was, but um, probably close to 10 years ago now, where they, uh, a similar sort of thing, they scored two late goals, or at least one late goal, I think it might have been two, to uh, clinch the title um, oh. in dramatic circumstances. So Manchester City take out the English Premier League. Uh, Liverpool uh, took out the FA Cup and the League Cup. And that just left the UEFA Champions League final, which Liverpool played against Real Madrid in Paris, in mm. France. And Real Madrid got up for their yeah. 14th title. Wow. Liverpool had a bad few weeks. <laughs> losing the Premier League and then losing the Champions League. Yep. And they got the FA Cup and the League Cup, but, but they the, probably the, prefer the other two if they're yeah, going to pick any the two. the FA Cup. And the League Cup are the two 
like out of the Lesser, four, yeah. yeah. Especially the League Cup, I mm. think that's like the yeah. Yeah, don't even know why they have it to be honest. Um, and closer to home, A League, we watched a little bit of the grand final, mm-hmm. which was played at Amy Park in Melbourne. Yeah. Western United got the victory in only their third season. Wow. Uh, they got up, oh, I think it was 2-0 in the end. Yeah. Over Melbourne uh, City. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Melbourne City. Yeah, Melbourne City. So well done to Western United. John Aloisi, the coach, um, picked up his first title. And that's a nice segue. John Aloisi, who formerly played for the Socceroos and scored the winning penalty in 2005 against Uruguay at um, the Olympic Stadium in Sydney uh, to get send the Socceroos to the 2006 World Cup after so many years of heartache. Uh, well, speaking of which, the Socceroos play next Wednesday in their playoff game against the UAE. So do they need to win? They need to win that, so it's a one-off playoff. It used to be a, a two-legged playoff like that uh, that example in 2005 against Uruguay, so we played them away and them and I them guess back at home. COVID, well, yeah. when did they change it? They've only changed that yeah. rule ahead of this qualifier. Yeah, I guess with COVID, mm. like it's just easier to play it in one city. I think so. Um, I think that's part of the decision. So, yeah, so Australia play against UAE uh, in that playoff game. Um, obviously, if it's a draw after normal time, it goes to extra time and then penalties if required. Um, if Australia get through, which you know, I don't have a lot of confidence, I must be honest. If they get through, they then play another playoff to make what, the World Cup. Yeah, what is what are we even going to do in the World Cup if we make it? Yeah, we're sort of... We're a bit in between eras, I think. And, um, yeah, we need that next generation of players to to start to um, come through the Socceroos. And, yeah, I, I think we've, the Postacoglu year is finished um, and we've got to move on to our next era. But, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not sure that we're going to be that competitive at As the World Cup if we do make it. make it and then lose all our four mm. games, three games. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like an AFL team making finals, though. You, I mean, you want to make it. Well, you want to get there. Yeah. So it would be good... For us to get there, and, and it is, you know, another six months before the the World Cup takes place, which so is unique this year. It's in December because of the temperatures in, um, in uh, where are they playing? Qatar. Yeah, it will be, like, their winter. That's right, well, their cooler period, yeah, that's right. They're probably, dro- like... So... They're not tropical, but... So it's not normally December, it's normally a sort of June time frame. Um, yeah. So, we, yeah, we've got six months to, if we do make it, to try and um, try and get a bit more competitive. So I think we actually play a friendly game uh, tomorrow morning, our time against Jordan, mm. um, as a lead-up to the playoff game next week. So we'll keep an eye on that, and fingers crossed for the Socceroos. Yeah. Moving now on to NBA. Mm-hmm. So we've had our conference champions decided, um, mm-hmm. which means uh, we've got two teams now in the NBA final playoff. Mm-hmm. And Boston Celtics got through against Miami yeah. Heat. Ooh. And Golden State Warriors, who got it done over Dallas Mavericks. 
Yeah. Who do you think might take out the final? They start on Friday. Golden time. State Warriors are probably favourites. You think so? Yeah. They won the, um, they won the. Previous conference playoff. Yeah. Easily, whereas four one, I think. Yeah, yeah, Boston actually had to take it to the seventh. Seventh game. game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Golden State won the Eastern Conference. I mean, Western Conference easily. Hmm. And those playoff games, they'll be um, they'll be pretty quick, won't they? Like they'll only take an hour or two to get done, <laughs> as we've come accustomed to in NBA, oh. with their eighty-four timeouts and. They have seven timeouts each in the last quarter. In the last quarter. Yeah, uh, seven or six. So I mean, it might be six. I think. So still li- a lot. Literally, if they use one in the last two minutes, there can be. Ten timeouts taken. <laughs> yes, we're uh, we're being sarcastic. Well, I was being sarcastic with my earlier comment because we have been known to watch an NBA game and and think, oh yeah, this will be done in the next ten fifteen minutes, and then it takes about forty five minutes because of all the timeouts. Time if it's a close game, so we'll keep an eye on the NBA Grand Final mm-hmm. series. Uh, tennis news. What's happening there, mate? Uh, Roland Garros. Mm-hmm. Some teenagers are doing that. Oh, I read today that um, Nadal beat Djokovic. Oh. Because we didn't quite catch that on the news this morning, no. did we? We saw it and then we couldn't quite hear who won. So he's through to the semi, I think it is. I think that was a quarter. Oh, uh, yeah. So, be, yeah, it would be a semi now. Yeah. So Nadal will probably win it then. Um, then it's not I like think, he's going to have to play Djokovic. I think he's playing Zverev. Oh, yeah. But Nadal's probably favourite to win it. Yeah. Could be his last that. ever French Open. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see him He's going to make it even harder for Djokovic it's abs- to catch up. It's an absolutely ridiculous record when you look at I don't have it in front of me, but what Nadal's done at the French Open. Like his debut at the French Open, he won. And he's oh. only lost, uh, I think, three or maybe four in his, like... 20. It's nearly 20 years. It'd be, like, 18 years or 16 years or something like that. Because he's won 13 or 14, maybe, oh. something like that. And, yeah, only... So he's only lost at the French Open, like, three or maybe four times. And won, like, uh, what's... How many do you, you win? First, second, third, fourth, quarter, semi... Final, so seven victories each time he's won the title. Time what seven times fourteen? Uh ninety eight. Yeah. So it's somewhere around six times fourteen, eighty four, so yeah. Yeah. So it's somewhere around ninety victories. Well probably over a hundred now because he's won here through to the semi. Now. And when he hasn't won it, he would have made it to he like went the fairly semi-final. Deep. That's right. That's final. a good point. So he'd be over a hundred victories and like three losses. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna look up that detail after this episode, and uh, maybe I'll put a little comment on our Instagram post when we put up this episode, and I can just validate those figures or correct myself. <laughs> And to finish off, we've got some cricket news. There's a little bit to cover here, actually, for the off-season of cricket. Well, off-season in Australia. That's right. Speaking of which, the fixtures for the 22-23 season have been announced. Now, I was going to say summer, Mm. 
but the first fixtures are in August. Because it's in um, Cairns. That's right. And then they play as well in Townsville. We play Zimbabwe in August in Cairns. So back in the awkward. back in the mid two thousands, there was a few top end games as they called them, mm-hmm. um, in Darwin and and far north Queensland. So we played some tests. We play our first games in winter. Yeah. Not even spring. You mean, you mean yeah, for the twenty two, twenty three summer of cricket. We play. We start in winter. Yeah, and then we'll finish <laughs> in like summer. We'll... So we've got quite a few teams coming out. So yeah, like you said, Zimbabwe. Like, um, New, Zealand, New Zealand, England, West, West Indies, Indies, South Africa. Yeah, so tests against West Indies and South Africa. Mm-hmm. And then um, and Zimbabwe. So, no, we don't play tests oh, against. Who do we We play? just play... Bangladesh? Uh, no, just South Africa. We play two against West Indies and three against South Africa. But do we have any tests in the... Um, winter series? No, no, they're all short format. Yeah, we play like three ODIs versus Zimbabwe, three yeah, versus okay. West Indies. And then we have... And then a few T20s, which is leading into yeah, the and T20 then we play, And then we have like a month's break. And yeah. then we play like three T20s against England and have the T20 World Cup. Then play, Yeah, the month's break is because we go to India. three ODIs against England after the World Cup. Okay. And then we play like so New Zealand, short format against New Zealand and South Africa. And then the West Indies come back here for tests. And oh. then South Africa, I don't know, they, they play probably... theirs after tests, their tests. Yeah, so they probably go home and have a home series and then come back over. Yeah. Yeah. And England probably just stay on after the T20 World yeah, Cup. Yeah, like, and Because a lot of that side will be similar. And before. So yeah, they well, just... the T20 side will come out earlier to and play the series. stay later because 50 over side will pretty much be the It'll same be as quite similar. That's right. So there's actually a lot of cricket happening. Yeah. Because, yeah, the fixtures, um, as we said, sort of are in and around the T20 World Cup, which runs from middle of October uh, to the middle of November. It would be crazy how many games we've got at home, including T20 World Cup for mm. Australia. And we'll be getting along to those games at Blunston Arena to yeah. watch. I think I actually counted we've got eight different countries playing in Hobart. Because mm. well, we've got that qualifying tournament. I think we've got nine games mm. because we've got like six Six qualifying games. And then three Super 12. Which is four teams. And then the Super 12, which will be um, four, four other teams in, plus two of the qualifiers. In the um, Super 12... We've got South Africa, Bangladesh, and then the other two teams are qualified. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, and um, what else did I have to talk about? Oh, um, so there's been a bit of coaching news. Yeah. Uh, so talking of England, Matthew Mott, who was the Australian women's coach, He's now the head coach of England in 50-over in T20 cricket. Well, you can see England aren't doing well when they've got a New Zealand captain, a New Zealand... Ben Stokes, yes. Yeah, a New Zealand coach Brenda and an McCullum. Australian coach. Brendan McCullum is the test coach now, that's right. Like, they can't be doing too well. <laughs> a little drive-by for England there by Oliver. Well done. Um, and Jeff Vaughan is back in Tassie. To coach the Tigers men's program? I think we've already announced that. Did we? Yeah, the, right, but okay. that came out like a month ago. Righto. Well, okay. Well, I'm quite excited by Vaughn being back. I saw him yeah. bouncing around the other day and said good day. 
Uh, he asked about you and if you still doing some cricket scoring. He actually mm-hmm. asked your mum that. Uh, he didn't ask me that, but yeah. So Fawny's a friend mm-hmm. of the show, and his son Tom, who plays down at Clarence, mm-hmm. who we've been many actually. That's a good reminder. I've been meaning to get him on the podcast actually. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to tee that up with him. Um, moving on to IPL. Yes. When we're talking about the Tassie Jack Jumpers and how they nearly won it in the first season, the um, Guru Jack Titans won it in their first season. Did they really? Matthew Wade. I looked. I think Luck Lucknow Super Giants, who were also in their first season, finished third. So wow. The two new teams, because at one point they were first and second. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the. Um, Titans, was it? Yeah. Yeah, so they got up with then again with, Matthew Wade involved? Yeah, with IPL, like, it's there's hardly any Indians. It's really just like the... Yeah, like it's there's not, a lot of imports. I think they can play four internationals per game. I feel... But, but they have way more than that on their list. Yeah, they would have, like, ten internationals mm. and, like... Yeah. Fifteen Indians or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and some other interesting cricket news. We saw a scorecard from Bangladesh versus Sri Lanka oh. uh, test match. Um, there was, in Bangladesh's innings, there was six ducks. Oh, what did they get? Like a hundred? Well, funnily enough, there was also two hundreds. Oh. So they scored 367. Wow. It's not a bad 65. total. Oh, sorry. Close. I didn't have it in front of me. Oh, well. Stats man. I remembered it, and you're the one who told me. <laughs> That's the sort of uh, memory that you have, mate. And just quickly, want to make a big announcement, Oliver. Thousand listeners. One thousand listeners. And like forty of them aren't me. <laughs> Very funny. Um, yeah, from our thirty-six episodes, um, we've notched up the magic one thousand. So. Well done, mate, and uh, here's to many more episodes. I don't even listen to our episodes. <laughs> well, you better get, it, better get on there so we can boost the numbers and track towards 2,000 listens. Yeah. Right, well, thanks for your time. Um, mm-hmm. We've got another couple of interviews lined up, so there'll, there'll be a few more episodes coming out. I hope you have had a chance, all the listeners out there, to get on to the episodes with Matt Lewis and Zadi Davies in recent weeks. Um, do yourself a favour, have a listen. And uh, thanks for tuning in and listening to this mm-hmm. episode. Hey, thanks for listening, listeners. Bye. Bye. Thank you.